What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Monday in the World Cup break, the Premier League season has paused and all attention now turns to Qatar. Or if you decide you don't want to watch the World Cup, it turns to Strictly Come Dancing or, or whatever else might be on television. Uh, Liverpool signed off for the break with a 3-1 win over Southampton, Bobby Firmino and two from Darwin Nunes, cancelling out a Che Adams goal. A good first half a promising first half. Darwin involved in absolutely everything good. Their goalkeeper forced to make two absolutely top drawer saves, one from Salah, one from Firmino, and a good save from Darwin on a header. Second half was fairly turgid from both teams. It was pretty clear that the game was over and that everybody just wanted to get to the final whistle without picking up any knocks or any injuries. We lined up with Allison in goal, Trent, Joe Gomez in for Ibu Kanate, who had a slight knock, Virgil and Robbo, Harvey, Fabinho and Thiago in midfield, Mo, Bobby and Darwin in the attack, Milner, Adrian, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Costa Simicus, Fabio Carvalho, Stefan Besetic, Nat Phillips, Ben Doak and Queeving Kelleher on the bench. Always nice to name two goalkeepers. Uh, they lined up with Gavin Basunu. Elianasi playing as sort of a mock right wing back. Perot was a left wing back. Bella Kotchup, Coletta Carr and Salisu as a, three centre-backs. Ward Prowse, Lavia and Armstrong in midfield. And then the other Armstrong and Adams up front with 
McCarthy, Maitland-Niles, Leanko, Joe Rebo, Sekou Mara, Musa Gineppo, Sam Adozi, Ibrahima Diallo and Theo Walcott on their bench. This was the first game in charge for Nathan Jones. And he went with, I think, what he thought was the best 11 to get him through the game. We opened the scoring. It's a Bobby header from a set piece. Probably not the best set piece in the world as he had to kind of go back to get it and flick it backwards, but it's a great header and a great goal. Three minutes later, Saints had equalised. Uh, Joe Gomez and Bobby managing to lose. Che Adams, all five foot nine of them, from a set piece, and he was able to get to the ball first and head past Allison. But 21 minutes, it's Darwin. It's a lovely assist from Harvey Elliott. Lovely dinked ball over the top and a lovely cushioned volley on his weaker foot from Darwin. And then on 42 minutes, it's a lovely move down the left. Bobby plays in Robbo. Robbo sweeps the ball across. And Mo and Darwin are both attacking this. Darwin gets to it and finishes. And it is 3-1. And that was basically all she wrote from there. Like I said, there was the opportunities that Basunu made great saves from. We had to rely on Ali to make three absolutely outstanding saves. Two from 1v1 situations and another from a header when Joe Gomez again managed to lose Che Adams. We did rely heavily on Allison, And there's a lot of talk, obviously, about Allison now and where he stands in terms of being, you know, is he the greatest goalkeeper Liverpool have ever seen? I think he is. I think the only one... I mean, Elijah Clement, Elijah Scott, we can't really talk about because we didn't see Elijah Scott. And obviously, he's a legendary figure in the club's history, but we didn't see Elijah Scott play. He left Liverpool in 1934. It's There's a handful of people still alive who saw him play for Liverpool. Like I say, obviously a legend. There's no question. But he can't be compared to modern goalkeepers because it's such a different game. And again, we just don't have we don't have the footage to, to view. Ray Clements is the other one. And obviously Clem played for us from 67 to 81. Was absolutely vital in five title wins, three European Cups an FA Cup, a League Cup, two UEFA Cups. Like, he's the most decorated goalkeeper we'll probably ever have. To win five major European trophies and five league titles is incredible. He's arguably the greatest goalkeeper England's ever produced. You, you know, you, he's in the, the top three with Banks and Shilton, and I'd be inclined to lean towards him. I think he would play in the modern game quite well, even though he was only six foot, he was good with his feet. He was comfortable with the ball. Super athletic, super agile, great reflexes. Clem, we can watch footage of. Obviously went on to Spurs, won an FA Cup and a UEFA Cup there. So, you know, in in terms of honours won, he is way out in front. Ali has been here five years and has been absolutely vital in everything we've done and everything we've won, barred the League Cup last year, which was was Cuevin's competition. But he has just been a sensation. And when you look at what 
you want from the modern goalkeeper. He has everything, absolutely everything. He's a great shot stopper. He's incredible in 1v1s. He's dominant in the air. He talks his defense through games. And then the addition of what he can do with the ball at his feet. He's a huge, huge human, which lends itself well to uh, playing as part of this team because Jürgen likes his goalkeeper to centre-backs to be as big as possible. For me, he's the best keeper in the world, and I think he's one of the best to ever do it. I said before we signed him, he reminded me of Manuel Nauer when he was at Schalke before he went to Bayern and sort of elevated into the position we came to know him as. Um, I mean, if you think of it, he was 25 going to Bayern. Ali was 26 coming to us. Now we're still playing. He's 36. He'll be 37 in March. He may well choose to retire at the end of this season, but I don't see that happening. I think he'll play probably another couple of years. His contract is actually till 2024. So that will bring him to the age of 38. There's no real reason Ali couldn't do the same. There's no real reason we couldn't get eight more years of this lad. He's He's got the build, so he's not a goalkeeper that relies heavily on agility or reflexes. He looks after himself. His game should age really, really well. There's no reason he can't play another six, seven, maybe even eight years for us. And I'd be making sure we lock him down to whatever contract he wants because we're not going to find better. And he may well be a World Cup winner after this this break, which will be a huge confidence boost to him. And to Fabinho, who could do it a confidence boost. At the weekend, Fab played well. Ali was great. Virgil was decent. Robbo was excellent. Trent and Joe didn't have particularly good games. Gomez particularly was poor. Harvey was good on the ball, really poor off the ball. But Fab and Thiago were very, very good. Thiago put on a clinic on how to pass the football. Mo was good. Bobby was good. Darwin was outstanding, especially in the first half. Milner came on, kicked a few lads, did the James Milner things. Ox came up, not really sure why he was put on through the middle, but he was. Uh, Costas and Nash came on for the fullbacks, and Joe went to right back, and Carvalho was brought on for Darwin and ran around a bit. Um, Saints had a couple of good performances on, on the day. I thought Bella Kotchup did reasonably well against Darwin, given the form Darwin was in. But Lavia stood out in the middle of the park. I mean, those are the two lads. If they go down, those are the two lads we should be knocking on the door about. Lavia would be the perfect Fabinho successor. Absolutely ideal. Similar type of game, but more mobile, quicker. He's 18 and he stands more than on his own two feet in any Premier League setting against any opposition. And then Bella Kotchuk 
is 20. He'll be 21 in December. He's been called up for the German national team. He fits the bill for a Klopp centre-back. He's 6'3". He's quick. He's strong. Plenty of room for development. Plenty of potential to develop. Those two would make a lot of sense for us if Southampton go down. If they stay up, I, I assume both will stay at least one more year. But those two are going to be big-time players. And from what we've seen of Joe Gomez at centre-back this year, he's not going to get back to the required level for us. He's never been the ideal Klopp centre-back. He's a bit short. He's not dominant in the air. If you could sell him and buy Bella Kotchup, I think you'd be better off. You'd probably you'd probably make money on that transaction as well. And then get Lavia in as a depth piece behind Fabinho, who will eventually succeed him in two years, three years. Two years, probably. Fab won't age all that well, I don't think. But if you manage him better, you can get longer out of him. All in all, a very promising win, but we do still sit an absolute mile off the... Um, we do sit, still sit an absolute mile off the top, uh, which isn't acceptable. Main Liverpool sites, you've got uh, on... This is Anfield. Liverpool and the Premier League clubs with the most players of the World Cup. So there'll be seven Liverpool players there. Uh, Man City of 16. United of 14. Arsenal 12. Tottenham 11. Arsenal 9. Fulham 6. Brentford 6. Leicester and Forest 6. Newcastle and West Ham and Brighton 5. Everton, Aston Villa, Wolves have 4. Leeds have 3. Bournemouth have 2. Only the 1 from Palace and Southampton. But that thing of us having seven and City having 16, that becomes really important when that League Cup game comes up because they're not going to have their players back. Most of our players are going to be there. They're missing almost a full team more than us. So I think that could just become a real big boost for us. Um Liverpool Loney keeps 11th clean sheet in 22 games as left-back makes league debut. Uh, Marcelo Pitaluga, he he really does look like a serious, serious talent. Twenty-two games, eleven goals. Sorry, uh, eleven clean sheets, only 14 goals conceded. Still training at the AXA every single day. Trains with them, I think, once a week and then plays. And he's just been phenomenally good. Now, obviously, you take into account that the the level is very low. It's the Northern Premier League. But still, he is he is really looking like a, a big-time talent. Uh, Tyler Morton played in Blackburn's game against Burnley. He didn't have a great game. He's had a very good season so far. But Blackburn were awful and got spanked 3-0. Uh, his 15th start of the season and the game, according to Elliot Jackson of Lanks Live, just passed him by in the second half. Um, he got a 4 out of 10 for that one. Leighton Clarkson played 88 minutes for Aberdeen. Reese Williams played for Blackpool in their 2-1 defeat to Wigan. 
Connor Bradley and Owen Beck being the left back who made his debut. Um, played for Bolton. Beck played 12 minutes. He's not had a great run of luck this season. Went on loan to Familicao in, in Portugal. They sent him back after a couple of weeks. And he's barely played since joining Bolton. Uh, Fidel O'Rourke played for Carnarfon Town, but didn't score. Uh, Jack Byrne came off the bench in Kidderminster Harriers 3-0 loss to Kings Lynn. Anderson Arreo played 90 minutes for Alaves in the Copa del Rey. Billy Cometio played for Austria Vienna's reserve team. Um, Vandenberg, Yaros, Balagizzi and Glatzel injured. Lewis, Waltman and Rosinski not used. They may have to look at some of these things over the break and decide whether or not these loans are working. If the players aren't getting used regularly enough, Owen Beck being a prime example, though he mightn't be able to play for anyone else, given he's already been at two clubs. Um, yeah, moving on then. Four possible buyers as FSG sale favourite named, secret talks and three ruled out. Oh, let's see what, what this is. Uh, Matt Addison has put this together. So, possible candidates. Steve Ballmer. He would be perfect. Stephen Paliuka, he would be pretty awful. Um, Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. The ideal is them and Balmer. That is that is the ideal. You get their knowledge of the Premier League, the multi-club model, and then Balmer's money, which is just out of control. Uh, Dubai, another Gulf State. I think we can rule that out. Uh, ruled out Mukesh Ambani. His uh, a Daily Mail or Sunday Mail article named him, but a spokesman for him has said that it's not true. Uh, Conor McGregor, nonsense. Um, Jim Ratcliffe, he's ruled himself out. Apparently, doesn't want to buy a Premier League club now. He wants to focus on Nice and build them up to compete with PSG, which I'm sure Nice fans will be thrilled to hear. Um, Steve Ballmer is the is the the best option, and if he can come in with Harris and Blitzer, all the better. If he comes in by himself, so be it. He is the best option. Stephen Paluca will be awful. Stephen Paluca also can't buy Liverpool while he owns Atalanta, because you can't own two clubs that compete in the same competition, and Liverpool and Atalanta will in all likelihood be in the Champions League next season as they were this season and last season and the season before. So that's a no-go. I just don't see it being in any way true. Um, what else do we have? The, the star named him as favourite, so you can probably rule him out. Ben Doak, just one of many exciting Liverpool talents as 50 million FSG investment pays off again. I think we re really need to have a bigger discussion about our academy and the recruitment of our academy, because I, I think it's way below where it needs to be, like way below. And I think Alex Inglethorpe gets quite a free pass considering the in the tenure of his time at the club, what have we got? Two first-team players from the academy and then a couple of others that were brought in from elsewhere. It's not great. It really isn't great. 
Luis Suarez is about to hand Liverpool an 85 million boost. Liverpool have received major Thiago Alcantara boost as Jurgen Klopp can beat 29 day worry. This is him not getting called up for the World Cup. Uh, FSG in secret, 2.7 billion. Liverpool takeover talks as Jude Bellingham transfer admission is made. I assume this is Dortmund saying if he says he wants to go, that they'll sell him, which everybody has known all along. Yeah, that's basically exactly what it says. As soon as Qatar is over, we'll have discussions about what he wants. If he wants to go, he'll be sold next summer. That's basically what everybody has known the entire time. There's been no doubt that Jude Bellingham was going to leave Dortmund. I don't know why anybody thought uh, that he might be staying there. And yeah, this this piece is from the Daily Mail. Um, and it claims that the valuation of Liverpool is closer to $3 billion than $4 billion. But who really knows? I mean, it, it's the value is in the the hands of the selling person because the selling person owns the asset and he can make the decision or they can make the decision on what the cost will be. Um, let's see. Anfieldindex.com. We've got a piece about World Cup squads. We've got which Liverpool players would benefit from a loan written by the machine Stephen Smith belated happy birthday to Mr. Smith uh, Curtis Jones is mentioned here Basetich is mentioned here Kelleher Carvalho Calvin Ramsey overall overall the usual high caliber work from Mr. Smith um, there is a piece about um, another piece about World Cup squads rather and then there's a lessons learned from Southampton in terms of podcasts there's a Scouser Tommies that came out uh, on Friday or Saturday so give that one a listen there's post-match Raw, which is obviously after the Southampton game there's Nina's show the Nina Kaiser show with uh, Kay and Lisa Marie looking at the Southampton game as well there is an old school Step into the unknown, which is myself and Gags talking about the owners, their legacy, who we want, who we don't want, what's realistic, where you draw the line, would you walk away from the club? And obviously there's a, a plentiful amount of me shouting at Gags, which is basically what you all come to listen for. And that's it. That is it. That's all I have for you today. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.